Tragic. Well, over the weekend, the tributes have been flowing for Shane Warne, who so tragically died Friday night at the age of 52 of a suspected heart attack. Joining us out of Fox Sport Cricket, Australian cricket commentator Mark Howard, who sat alongside Warne in the commentary box for, for quite a few years. Mark, absolutely tragic news. How did you receive it? Yeah, it is, Brian. Um, and g'day to all your audience. I know a lot of people love Shane around the world. New Zealand was one of those places. Yeah, I just woke up yesterday morning and had you know, X number of messages on my phone and it, it didn't seem real. And to be honest, Brian, it, it still doesn't. I still foolishly expect to see him pop up on Instagram videos saying, you know, it's all OK, I'm here, um, which is obviously not going to happen. But I think it's still partly shock to those that uh, that love Shane around the world, of which there are many people. It just, yeah, I, I, said to, uh, I said to my father yesterday, Dad, that he always struck me as being bulletproof. And that's why it's so hard to believe that, that he's no longer with us. That Your commentary box is going to be such a different place when you all get back together for a test match, isn't it? Yeah, it will. And we, we did a, a two-hour tribute yesterday on Fox. And the, the, the producer did a wonderful job getting, you know, the time we were and Wazim Akram and Alan Border and, and Mark War and all the, these people just kept coming on and talking glowingly about Shane. And we... We went out to dinner last night and, and, you know, we turned our attention to what's the first match of the summer going to be like next next uh, next summer. It'll be the T20 World Cup. And Shane would just be able to roll in and just spark something and cause a controversy or a talking point and it'd be all across the papers and he'd have you laughing and chuckling and shaking your head all at the same time. And and we actually cast our mind, Brian, and said, all right, if there's one person that commentates world cricket, man or woman at the moment, that could replace Shane, who is that person? And we, we couldn't come up with anyone. There's some brilliant commentators out there, but he is truly irreplaceable. So he's going to leave a massive hole, obviously, in commentary, but in a lot of people's lives, and especially his family's. And, I mean, what he achieved on the pitch as well. I mean, an absolute world cricket legend, 708 wickets, 145 tests, an incredible career, wasn't it? Well, it, it was without peer. Um, mm. You know, let's be honest, in Australian cricket, there's Bradman and there's Warren, and, and that, that's where he sits. Most people consider him the greatest spinner of all time. We had um, Matai Muralitter on yesterday who said, no, Shane was the greatest spinner of all time, and I just came along on the back of him. So, you know, an incredible career, but I think one of those rare athletes, Brian, that was able to transcend his sport so people would know who he was in non-cricketing countries, whether it be America or throughout Europe. Um, he, he was, yeah, he's a tremendously massive figure in the game for what he did on the pitch, but... Uh, getting to know him a little off the pitch. He was even better off the pitch than he was a cricketer on the pitch in what he would give people and the time he would give people and the generosity he had towards people. That, that'll that be my enduring memories of um, the king, as we all call him, the king. I, I love the Prime Amazon documentary that uh, that screened on his life that was made last year. And it was amazing the, the people that he touched, not just cricketers, but you had the likes of Ed Sheeran and Chris Martin from Coldplay. He, he mixed with everybody. Yeah, he did, you know, and you'd sit beside him in commentary and it'll be the middle of a test match. Australia will be playing New Zealand and you're sitting there in commentary and he'd nudge you and point at his phone and there'd be a message on there from Ed Sheeran saying, I'm watching the cricket, mate, you're going well, or literally a message from Mick Jagger on his phone and you'd look at him and think, who is this bloke? You know, I just saw him have a lasagna sandwich in the lunch break and now he's getting messages from Ed Sheeran and Mick Jagger, but that's the way he rolled because... They all loved him as a cricketer and entertainer, and I think those sort of people gravitated towards him. 
you know, an incredible quote I was reading this morning that Mick Jagger said, if I could swap lives with anyone, it'd be Shane Warne. Like, it's, it's Mick Jagger. I think he's had a pretty fair run at it, and he'd be happy to swap lives with Warney. So that, that's... But then Brian, he had the common touch as well. He could hang out with Mick Jagger, but he could equally... I've seen him sit in the Qantas club, and people come up to him, and he'll engage them and chat with them and get selfies with them and ask them about what they're about in life and whether they play cricket. So he's a man for all types of people. What made him so likeable, I guess you could say? Oh, his enthusiasm, his joy for life, the fact that he was a 52-year-old man that was like a 19-year-old, um, his excitement for those around him that were doing well, his good humour, his love of people around him, his love of cricket. Passion, though, I think. He was just passionate about whatever he was talking about, whether it was cricket or his gin or his charity or his movie that you were talking about. He was just full of passion about things. I think, for me, that's why I gravitated towards him, because he was positive. He was a positive blame. He was like, come on, H, let's go and get this done today. It's going to be a great day at the cricket. You think, yeah, it is, it is going to be a great day at cricket. I think that's why. And and how he was he was also um, you know cricket was not going to be his first love coming out in that movie on his life he actually loved his AFL didn't he Yeah he did he did he wanted to be a he wanted to be a footballer for St Kilda an AFL footballer he grew up uh, barracking for St Kilda he grew up around the corner and and he had a promising start to his career but he wasn't fit enough in the end to to have a crack and sort of cricket sort of came his way but I, I remember talking to him on air. In uh, Australia, Sri Lanka, about three weeks ago, and we were talking about what he would have done if he hadn't become a cricketer. And he said, "Oh, I was at TAFE doing accounting." And I was like, "Saying, I can't see you in, you know, receipts in or receipts out with two pencils in your pocket and your glasses on." He said, "No, but I like numbers. I like numbers." So. I don't know how he would have been an accountant. I don't know how he was at footy, but I know how he was at cricket, and he's the best I've seen. Was there any sign that he did have any health issues in the in the last few weeks you spent with him? No, nothing that I saw at all. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I don't say it lightly, but I say it because it was part of Shane. He, he had a diet that I can't comprehend. You know, he was pizza, lasagna, chip sandwiches, <laughs> um, and then back to the pizza. Um, and, and, I, you know... I don't say that. Um, obviously, what happened to him, whether there's any connection, I wouldn't know. But yeah. no, he never had talked about health problems. Always fit and firing. He burnt the candle at both ends. But he just knew what he liked. And, you know, we'd be going out for dinner during a test match and he'd, he'd sit there and come and have a drink. Although he wasn't much of a drinker at all. But he wouldn't eat at the restaurant because he'd rather just have a pizza in the hotel room. He wasn't being snobbish, he wasn't anything like that. He's just, no, this is not really my go this food. I just have a pizza later. That was that was Shane. He, he just loved ham and pineapple pizza and lasagna. As he said, he, he said, he used to say, mate, I like lasagna more than Garfield the cat. <laughs> that, that was Shane. And, and a tragic week for uh, Australian cricket because, of course, you also lost Rod Marsh as well. Yeah, it's, you know, we spoke to Alan Border on the special yesterday. Um, and I grew up idolising Alan Border. And to see him yesterday... He he looked like a broken man yesterday, AB, and this this is a man that you know I he's my first sporting hero, and to hear him sit there and talk about the fact that he'd lost two of his really close mates in the space of you know forty eight fifty six hours, it's been a it's been a tragic tragic week for Australian cricket. Mark Taylor was on yesterday, and he said that Richie Benno said never use the word tragedy 
because he'd used the word tragedy in commentary when Shane was out against New Zealand for 99. And Mark said it was a cricket tragedy. And Richie pulled him aside and said, never say tragedy in the world of cricket. It's not a tragedy that Shane made 99, but it's a tragedy that we've lost Rod and that we lost Shane. And, you know, it only seems a short time ago that we lost the great Dean Jones. Um, I know you've probably had similar situations there with the likes of Martin Crowe, etc. It's... um, yeah, it's sad when you when you see your heroes no longer with you. Absolutely. Well said, Howie. And thank you so much for that tribute. Thank you so much. Our thoughts are with you guys. Good on you, Brian. As I said, I know he loved, he loved the Kiwis, and I think the Kiwis loved him. Um, so I hope a few people are raising a, a beer for him and maybe even having a cigarette or two as bad as it is for you. I think Warren would be smiling if they were.